you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Welcome. It's another Fingers on Buzzers. Fingers on Buzzers. Uh, so Fingers on Buzzers today, uh, we are going to be talking to... Now, we're talking to Tamara Gilder, who is someone who has come up with loads of amazing show she's been involved in some massive hits mm. but what we're going to talk to her about is the other side of uh, being in tv production which is the the ones that aren't quite so they, successful they, they, they're ever so slightly near misses yes the, the, the they can't all be smash wonders, hits the, yeah the, the ones that that didn't quite make it so uh we'll be talking to her about that and other things um we'll also be talking to paul easton who did something that i've always wanted to do Touch William G. Stewart. Touch. <laughs> yeah. Touch William. One of the many right in the quiz things heart. I want to touch. Yes. William G. Stewart. I'll never get the chance now, but Paul did, so we're going to hear from him about that, about 15 to 1. Um, you're going to be testing me on the Tudors. A bit of Tudor history. Tudor You've watched history. enough horrible histories. I do, do you know what? I'm actually pretty I confident be just right. because my son is obsessed with horrible history, so I think I might be fine. And we've got um, a listener quiz, not a reader quiz. Yes, yeah, listener, listener quiz. quiz. So you get it <laughs> from right. Nick Toza did. this week. Thanks, Nick. I don't know what it's about yet, but oh no! In fact, I do. Um, this is the one I think it's like a double theme, so it's a complicated. It's this could be like having to explain chase the case to me all over again. Right? <laughs> I kind of got what? So I don't understand. Oh yeah, now I get it. Okay, fine. So uh, so that'll be that. Uh, but first, this. <laughs> 
So here on Things on Buzzers, we love to celebrate quiz. We love to celebrate the big shows, the shows that we all know and love. But we also have room in our hearts and a bit of a soft spot sometimes for the quiz formats that didn't make it. The ones that, you know, everyone thought it was a good idea at the time because nobody makes these mm. things without thinking it's a good idea. But they don't all work, do they? Um, I would like to introduce the discussion. <laughs> now, I never saw this, but oh my goodness, I am now desperate to see it. Okay. Uh, 2001, there was a show called Shafted. Yes. Are you familiar with this? Yes. I Robert had... Kilroy Silk. Yes. I had never heard of this. Do you want to share? Or shaft. shaft. <laughs> he just loved saying. He just loved saying the word shaft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who doesn't? He fancied himself. <laughs> Welcome as... to shafted. <laughs> oh, and it was brutal. Well, but it sounds like really quite a good premise because it's all based on you know game theory and mm. the uh, the idea that what's the whatever that problem is called where you uh, if you both say yeah shaft then you shafted yeah if you both say share then you share. Yeah, it's well. No, it's, no, no. It's, if one says shaft and one says share, then you win. Is yeah. that one? Is anyway. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's golden balls basically. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, gold, a... I think golden balls did it much more successfully. Mm. Probably, well, possibly because more people like Jasper Carrot than like Robert Kilroy Silk. <laughs> yeah, we do have a, a question about the role of a host in the success yes. or failure of a game show, don't we? In some ways, or a quiz show, but um, that I mean that was a proper. Not even just a one series wonder, but I think they actually ditched that one mid series. It was ICV, wasn't it? And they just... I think they, they they'd hoped it was going to be more of a prime time hit than it was. Oh, okay. When really that kind of thing, it's it's much more interesting for smaller amounts in daytime, which is yeah. why Golden Balls did work. Yeah, that sort of you know looking someone in the eye and saying that you want to take their money away from them. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. It is brutal, but the, the the less money you're playing for, actually, the more entertaining it can be. Yes, absolutely. If, you, if you're going to shaft someone for 50 quid, that's yeah. much more interesting than <laughs> yeah, 50,000. 50, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get that. But So I had never seen that one. There were some other... I mean, actually, I was looking through. I was doing a bit of sort of Googling and research about... Um, I was singing sort of one series wonders was my mm. idea. But actually, most things get two series, don't they? Because I think... Even if something's not working, most of the time with a quiz show, quite a lot has been invested. They're not cheap to they make, like are they? like to give them a chance, but there's there has been a bit of a run, especially on on daytime and especially on ITV in the last few years, of they will trial out new shows in those afternoon slots, mm -hmm. either before the, the chase slot or even in place of it because there, there aren't enough episodes to, to go one a new episode every day of the year yeah. so they'll try new things out and sometimes that's an absolute error because there are some feral chase fans who will yes. they will like, get off my land why kind is of thing. this in my slot my beloved yeah so slot, they, yes. they, they last year they tried out a show with the lovely rylan hosting oh, called babushka who, i mean now that cannot be blamed on the host because no. everybody loves rylan everybody loves rylan he's he's a gorgeous earth angel human being yes and Babushka was, it was a slightly convoluted format, but it looked very pretty. It was on the premise of Russian dolls with, you know, do you risk opening up the next layer of the doll to see if there's more money inside? Mm -hmm. um, and there were quiz questions and it was quite entertaining. And I think if they put it in a different slot, it would have had okay. a second and third series. But really? it was just people were tuning in expecting to see Bradley Walsh. Yeah. 
which is why another replacement in the last few years was cash trapped, which whilst people didn't respond as positively to it, it still had Bradley Walsh on it. that was a format that he came up with so that's that was you know more acceptable right yeah but some i mean we we forget actually that the chase was one of these um it was one of these trial runs oh really uh nine years ago so they they put it out for a very short series i think two weeks worth of episodes they did and it was it was during a series break of golden balls Oh, wow. So Golden Balls used to be in that slot. Yeah. And they tried it out and obviously something hit the spot and and it took off. But other ones around that time, there, there, was, there was one called Freeze Out, mm. which some viewers may have, may have seen. It was a very, very strange... It was Austin Healy hosted it. And it had the football referee, Uriah Rennie, was mm. playing... Like an ice hockey referee because it was based around like, oh, like yes. a you know one of those air hockey table yes. kind of things, and nobody yeah, really understood what was going on. It was it it was it was gimmicky. Once I think people now do see through a gimmick. Yeah. And so if something is based around, at least with Tipping Point, it has that big gimmick, which is the big <laughs> Penny Falls machine, which but is so it has a format to it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. has quiz questions yes. and people accept it. Whereas Freeze Out was a bit like, well, what else is there in an arcade that we can, <laughs> that we can from the Penny adapt? To the, to the air hockey. Well, at least it wasn't the, uh, the dancing machine. No. Well, maybe that could that be in my in my cakey cakey, cakey dance off. Maybe it's based around a dancing movie. Well, we, yeah. well, you could you could have an arcade version of it. Yeah, yeah. that's merch. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. But... Yeah. The, the, a couple of other short-lived ones would include Clever Dicks. Oh, is that Anne um, Whittingham? Yeah, oh. I, I feel that suffered mm. from the host. Wow, um, I'm not a fan. It was it that way. a great concept, and the fact that it was they were deliberately recruiting quite high level quizzers yes. to ask quite cerebral questions. Mm. But Anne Whittingham, nobody wants to sit and watch an hour of Anne Whittingham. <laughs> no, well that's true. And also, wasn't it on Sky in the morning? It was on Sky, yeah. Which yeah. is, just, you know, it, it yeah, nobody it was, was not served well by broadcaster or slot, or indeed very much host. No. Um, There's the chair as well was quite... That was an interesting one. Did you ever watch that? No. John McEnroe. Okay, yeah. Um, and the contestants were strapped into a chair which was monitoring their heart rate. Oh, no. So it's a stress no, test saying. kind of yes. one. <laughs> yeah. That was based on quite a successful US format. There's... there's there are some which are new gimmicky ones which fail because they're just too gimmicky as opposed to being a strong format. And there are some where they've been imported from other countries and they don't quite work. Yes. So 500 questions, ITV really tried to push that as a big new primetime show and it just didn't work. And it's been a big hit in the US. It's interesting. Well, I suppose we'll get into this when we talk about um, foreign game shows and what works and what doesn't in another episode. I think, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. The idea that the psyche of different nations mm. suits different things. But also, again, John McEnroe, <clears throat> you know, he's no Bradley, is he? I mean, he's no Bradley, no. You know, he's he's worked on his likability, but I think most people still think of him as a yeah. tennis brat. So mm. not... Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I don't remember that one. I um, One that I liked the look of, that I didn't see, and it's quite recent, was The Link with Mark Williams on yes. BBC One. Yeah. See, that was only 2014-15, yeah. and uh, I, that sounded like an amazing premise because it's almost like a sort of daytime-only connect. It was. Of. It was on the connect light. Yeah, yeah, and that you had I would to like. make connections between things, and it, it it was very interesting. But 
And I love Mark Williams, think. and he's got that daytime appeal of being in um, Father Brown. Yeah. And, yeah. I thought I thought it was a good show. I thought he was a good host, but... Sometimes I'd like it just to see it come back. The magic, maybe it? maybe he's just busy making Father Brown. I hope so. Did you ever see? There was one called The Waiting Game, two thousand and one BBC One, which was Ruby Wax. But I, you know, when you read a format and it sounds absolutely baffling because it was yeah. like the long you have to wait. So the question gets worth more the longer you the wait. longer you wait. Hmm. And I cannot for the life of me work out how that works, but I'll go away and yeah. try and find some. Well, I've, and... I've, I've worked on a couple of one-series wonders. Oh, have you? Yes. Are you allowed to say what they were? Well, I, I can. There was one which was a, it was a commission for Challenge TV. Oh! It's not what you know. Tarrant! Tarrant. It's mm. absolutely terrific to work with, mm-hmm. um, but was not a hit. It kind of got lost on, on Challenge TV. Yes. People other... must have been watching it on Challenge really confused, going, but I don't remember this from the 80s. <laughs> What's going on? But it's Tarrant, but he looks like... He's... It's like current Tarrant. <laughs> yes, current Tarrant. We don't want current Tarrant. 1997 Tarrant. Um, yeah. What was the premise of that one, though? Oh, you was, there were celebrities... Celebrities have answered questions before, and so the contestants could see if they could, they would rely That's on nice. a contestant's answer. So if, you know, Chris Packham was an- answering questions on nature, then yes. you're, you're all right. But if it's on gangster rap, then you're not <laughs> sure if you're going to go with <laughs> his answer or not. Yeah, it's I was a good idea. Down the just... list and it was like Gary Bushell and uh, uh, Brian Sewell. Yeah. Which is such a great... Absolutely. All of human it, Everything was there. Yeah. Just, it did get kind of lost. It was a bit clumsy. Yes. And the, the previous one hit wonder I worked on before... The mega hit of the chase mm. it was one called Spin Star, okay, which was one series ITV mm. in that slot, hosted by Bradley Walsh. Oh, what questions written by me? Okay, and it was gimmicky. It was based on a Bradley had already presented Wheel of Fortune, so it's Wheel of Fortune on its side. So you're spinning <laughs> a big wheel with question categories on it. But we had a wonderful time coming up with ridiculous categories like, ah, you now have to answer three questions on Dolly Parton. And they were looking like, what? <laughs> Fictional robots. Uh-huh. It, that was a, it was good fun to work on and it was a bit of a shame it didn't go anywhere. But if it had done, there would be no chase. Well, that's it. So we can only be grateful that it uh, that it. Died a death. <laughs> oh, but it's, I mean, it just goes to show it's not an easy business getting it right. And it looks so effortless. Once something takes off, then it seems yeah. so, well, of it's course. It's so obvious, yeah. Of course it's going to work. But, um, but yeah, well done to all who attempt to make quiz shows. On the line with us now, we have the one and only Paul Easton. And Hello. Paul, you, you did something that I wish that I had done. You missed out on it. Something I missed out on. Something that, uh, you know, apart from eating two packets of Jaffa Cakes in one sitting (laughs) is probably the cherished ambition of my life, which is you were on 15 to 1 with William G. Stewart. Indeed, the legendary William G. Mm, The legend indeed. And what, Um, um, which year did you do this? 20 years ago. Oh, it's the anniversary. Yes. 98. Um, Went out, it's recorded around September, October. And then um, went out beginning of December 1998. Did you meet William G. prior to going onto the studio floor, or just no? Okay. Um, what what they used to do was do the intro. Um, you may remember that it used to show a little shot of each mm. contestant. And they announced they announced who you were and where you were from, kind of thing. Yeah. And 
you know, uh, Paul Easton from Surbiton, blah, 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 and then Fred Bloggs or whoever was at number nine, are all here to play 15 to 1, presented by William G. Stewart. They go round in turn and just do a, a still of each of you, mm-hmm. um, knit it all together, then play that, he'd do the walk-on, and then they'd break, they'd cut, and he then came round, all 15 of us in turn, just saying hello and just, you know, a little hmm. sort of icebreaker. Nice. You know, hello, where have you come from today? Where did you do your audition? <coughs> Something like that. Mm-hmm. Then after they did that, it was off to do the show. But the one thing I did remember was my first question. Mm. I just had that feeling of, what a stroke of luck. Well, go on, give us the question and we'll see if it's right. a stroke of luck for um, us as well. There I am on the podium. Number seven's just had their question and buzz, so they've lost their first life. And, of course, you had to have get at least one question right. Mm. And I was thinking, please, God, can I at least have one correct <laughs> answer in the yes. first round? Give me one I know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And so there's William G. staring at me, Africa, Paul, of which African country is Abuja the capital? Yes. And I thought, it's that question the other way round. Yes. I just said, Nigeria. <gasps> Bing! Yay. Cool as a cucumber. <laughs> oh, the, the nation must have as one said, wow, he's yeah. good. He's one to watch. So it went through. And then, of course, comes round again. I can't remember what my second question was. At this point, you're tasting victory, I can imagine, aren't you? You're just thinking, <laughs> well, this I, is mine. I'm just thinking, so far, so good. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do too badly. But I remember I didn't get asked a lot of questions for a while. Mm-hmm. I think because people were picking on those with only two lives. It was another show where it was a show where you could actually say very little and do okay if you just mm. kept your head down, and stay under yeah. the radar. Yeah. yeah, yes, and then people start picking on you, but you couldn't nominate back the person who nominated you. No. Mm. Um, so I got a number of questions, but I knew the answer. I think one of them was which Mughal emperor of India built the Taj Mahal. Mm. And that was Shah Jahan. Shah Jahan, she knew it. I didn't. Um, <laughs> and the American highest um, honour was the uh, it was the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Oh, I didn't know that. There's the Congressional Medal of, of Honour, which which is for the military, mm-hmm. but there's the Presidential Medal, which is um, for civilians. And I knew that. And it was going on, but I got a few wrong. And I remember the one, the one that killed me off. Mm, go on. Oh. Uh, we all remember those ones. Yeah, yeah they haunt you. Between which two cities, with the great train robbery, which two cities was the train travelling? Oh, gosh. And I thought, I said, OK, mm-hmm. it was travelling to London. Yeah. And I didn't get buzz. I thought, so far, so good. And I said... I th- and I thought it was the Euston line, wasn't it? So yes. I, I think it was Manchester. Buzz. Um, oh, no. It was Glasgow. Oh, oh. the correct line. And then yeah. you heard the music. Mm. Oh. Bill Stewart turned to the camera and said, there we are, it's as it always is. 12 down and three to go, and they are. And then they got a blackboard in front of him with the names of the three people who got through to the final. Oh, so just so close. close. Yeah, just pipped. Just I know. So I came forth, 
I, I was pleased with it. I had a great afternoon. There's no disgrace in that at all. No, no and um, I made a small profit on the travel expense. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Victory. <laughs> Okay, it's now time for the listener quiz sent in this week by Nick Tozer and Amanda. Amanda, the producer. Hello, yes. um, Yes, so thank you very much to Nick for writing in with this quiz. And it's it's got a bit of a double theme about it, but we'll get to that in a bit. Oh, intriguing. Okay, so my buzzer today is a stylophone. Oh. Oh. There you go. It doesn't quite work properly, but yeah, you get the gist. And Jenny? Well, mine's not quite working properly. Yeah. It's, a, it's an out-of-tune banjo, banjo ukulele. Banjo-lele. <laughs> it's the Les Dawson of banjo isn't it? <laughs> Very pretty, though. We'll take a picture and we, you can yeah. you can see our band that we've got going. Apologies to anyone with a musical ear for these buzzers <laughs> today, but uh, here we go. Right, Amanda, tell us what the questions are. So, um, question number one, just to recap as well. Um, sorry, Lucy, I do have oh, to do this. I was trying to get going before you did, yeah. Jenny's winning. Now. Jenny yeah, yeah, is yeah. four to your one. Now, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be a bit more level-pegging. Okay. Um, at the end of this. So oh. we will get to that. Oh, we will okay. get to that. Right. So question number one, mm-hmm. fingers on buzzers. Yeah. Which 1998 film about a shy singer saw Jane Horrocks in the lead? I think you were just about oh. there, Lucy. Oh, okay. My ears had that one. Uh, it's The Rise and Fall of Little Voice. I would have taken voice. Little, little Voice. voice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the play absolutely. was The Rise and Fall. The film was Little Voice. I'm a, I'm a quiz mistress. I wouldn't have taken that. It's not the film. Come on, you full one up. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Righty-ho, question number two. What is the English name for the series of four operas by Richard Wagner? <laughs> I think Ring it might... Cycle. Ring Cycle is the correct answer. Yes, so one all. Uh, question number three. Which 1972 hit for the Steelers' Wheels featured Quentin Tarantino? That is Jenny. Stuck in the middle with you. Correct. Right. Mm. So, uh, question number four. Which American vocal group had included members named Anita Bonnie, June Ruth and Sadako, all of whom share the same surname? Lucy. The pointer sister. Yes! Very good. Bonnie. I remembered Bonnie, yes. Well, this is the decider. Okay. So, question number five. Barry Manilow composed the music for which 1994 animated film based on a Hans Christian Andersen tale? Jenny. Little Mermaid? Incorrect. No. The rest of the question. Play for here. The rest, I hadn't finished reading oh, the question. Okay, yeah, no, I just... Okay. So, um, I'll start the question again. Barry Manilow composed the music for which 1994 animated film based on Hans Christian Andersen tale? The film included characters Jitterbugs and Giacomo. Uh, Pinocchio. Incorrect. No, that's not Hans Christian Andersen, is it? No. No? Shall I just no. give you the answer? Yes, please. Thumbelina. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was going oh, to... Ah, okay. Well, this is the decided question. Yes, I've got it. You've both got it. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to award you two points each. Okay. For if you get this correct. So, after three, one, two, three, what is the connection between. Fingers. Yeah, isn't that good? Fingers, because it's fingers on buzzers. Thumb finger, thumbelina. Stuck in the middle, middle finger, finger, ring finger, middle finger. 
That's very Point good. Point a finger. Yeah, little ring, pointer. middle, pointer, and thumb. Oh, and it's about that's really good. Buzzers. Really, Nick. Fingers. Nick. Little round of applause yes. and also a musical tribute. <laughs> there you go. Well done, Nick. I think I have to award that one to Jenny again. You do. Okay, but well played, Lucy. Well done. Well, you say that. <laughs> Jenny, what's the capital of Angola? It's Luanda. Why'd you ask? Yes! Are you playing Fleetwit under the table? No. Just I'm just a big fan of Luanda. Huge fan. <laughs> really excited Luanda gets to be the capital city, you know, rather than one of the other cities in Angola. Oh, yeah. Such as... Um, you are playing Fleetwit, aren't you? I am, yes. Well, it's the only trivia app that awards real cash prizes for playing puzzles, brain games and more. And who does the money you just won technically belong to? It's you, Jenny. Download Fleetwit and it's like having your very own pub quiz whenever you want to. You can even challenge your mates to quiz battles for cash prizes. There are hundreds of categories to choose from. Lucy, fancy a match? Okay, but maybe not capital cities. Use the promo code FINGERSONBUZZERS for 50% off your first purchase for a new or first-time player for a maximum of US dollars Oh, and for all terms and conditions, go to fleetwit.com. And so now on the line, we have the marvellous Tamara Gilder, who is a TV exec who has worked is. on all sorts of things. She's, she's done lots and lots of shows. Some of the ones you'd have heard of are Pointless, Richard Osman's House of Games and the 100k Drop. 
Uh, so let's have a chat to her. Hello, Tamara. Hello there. Um, so, Tamara, tell us a little bit about your life in quiz. My life in quiz? Um, <laughs> wow. Well, I thought, do you know what? I started in quiz when I first sort of started in TV. I, uh, I was a runner on the pilot of Friends Like These. I don't oh, know if yes, you remember, I remember that, that show. And um, and then I got a job when I was at university. I got a job on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, uh, working <gasps> in their press office. Wow. And uh, and so, which was perfect because when you're at university, I was sort of able to do sort of weird hours that they wanted. I was able to sort of look around and go, well, what do I want to do? What do people do? Um, and then sort of got a job properly on production when it finished, which was brilliant. So, what was it about the millionaire experience? Obviously, it must have been very exciting to be involved at that uh, at that time. What, what, what year was that then that you started working on Millionaire? So this must have been about 99, 2000. So it was around the time of the big win as well. Yeah, yeah. big win. first yeah. big win. So, oh my God, it was so exciting. And, uh, and back in those days, it, it was just, I sort of thought that was what TV was like the whole time. It was quite a bit <laughs> company in those days. And uh, there'd be lots of drinks. I was like, this is amazing. Uh, it, it didn't turn out quite like no, that. Um, no. But yeah, so but I got into that and they did sort of quite a few quiz bits and then went away and did lots of entertainment shows that did Anton Dexter night takeaway for a long time and bits of bobs like that but I've come back to my spiritual home of quiz I sort of went back to Millionaire about 10 years after I'd done it and did some live shows and have done lots of the quizzy bits since then well so you really have yeah you know your your first love and your enduring love is the quiz well I think that it makes it easier to make shows that you would want to watch yeah. And I love quiz shows, so yeah. therefore you always find yourself at home and, and as soon as you get onto a quiz show, you just go, oh, these are my people. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. People who, who get me and I get them. Yeah, I always used to find that when I, I used to work in production at Granada TV and I was working on the big shiny floor entertainment shows, but I would go and hide in the University Challenge office because they oh, were the... be drawn there, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, it was just that was my spiritual home, basically. <laughs> Oh, um, I love that. I know it's such a good. I mean, it is such a good show. And um, but so, um, so what were your shows growing up? What were your influences? What were the shows that you loved when you were a kid? Oh gosh, well, just sort of, just I know that I know that you you're much more focused on. Going, I mean, I loved Gladiators. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I know I'm not really going on brand with this, but then obviously you know sort of bullseye that was yeah. just amazing and then sort of going to things i was slightly obsessed with big break for quite a while um and <laughs> yes yeah but, uh, sort of a sport quiz mix-up but, but anything and, and and it's funny they're shows that that we sort of look back really fondly but they weren't the cool shows of the day no. you know and, and that's and that's sometimes when when you deal with development teams now you sort of just they always try and go very narrow and you're just like no just go much broader what are people going to love yeah. how can we get quiz into other areas that people are really going to take to well and i think yes that's interesting isn't it in development i mean how much do you go for something that you think oh this has just got a heart and a personality um is that most most important to get into place before on trend or... The, or, or even like a you know the format um being sort of nailed down what's mm. How do you approach yeah. it? Oh well, you, well, you sort you go. There's quite a lot of starting points you can sort of take from a development um, perspective, but but mostly with quiz is something that everyone in the office wants to play. When mm. you do an office run through, and you just do absolutely hundreds, every, every idea you come up with, if it gets sort of past a certain stage, you're going to play it and play it and play it. And there are certain things you can just play it once, and you sort of go. Yeah, some of them are kind of fun to watch and mm. some are fun to play. But when you get the joy that it's both, it's it's great. Sometimes when you're playing it, you sort of get a bit, you get a bit 
overwhelmed and you're really in it and the person watching it goes yeah that was fine but when you actually get both of those things that you love playing it and you love watching it, mm-hmm. it that, that is already that that's a great starting point but then you know there are lots of shows that are kind of dressed up as other things like i worked on mr and mrs i know not a quiz but sort of a game show mm-hmm. and that is, is a relationship show that you just dressed up as a game show yes so sort of get different ways of getting quiz mechanisms into you. there's quite a lot of things that that's that you think of one thing but actually really you just dress something up as something else yeah, and I mean, we sort of have that dilemma of sometimes you go, well, that's a quiz show, but you're not there for the questions, you're there for something else. But, you know, yeah. or there's there's some sort of the gimmick kind of is mm-hmm. actually more important than the, the quizzing element, but it somehow works, so it's fine. Um, we yeah. were talking about, um, obviously, there are the shining triumphs and the, the glorious, <laughs> wonderful quizzes that we all know and love and endure. But there, sometimes there are quizzes that seem to be you know, they obviously get to a stage where they're broadcast and everyone has signed off and it's obviously they have appealed all the way along and then suddenly they hit the screen and they are the one series wonders or, you know, mm. maybe two series at most, but they disappear. I mean, have you ever had an experience like that where you've had something that oh. you passionately believed in that hasn't gone? Oh, so many. I mean, so <laughs> many. So many. I mean, I don't want this to turn into sort of a therapy session because, uh, <laughs> because it, it really could. But, you, but you know, as I was saying before, that you kind of, you know, you sit in a room and you, you get an idea and then you run it so many times and then you get to a stage and you pilot it. Like, this is something that you've been living with. It's not just, you know, sort of people turn on their TV and watch something for half an hour and go, yeah, I'm not really bothered about that. You've sort of lived and breathed. Like, everything you see in a quiz show has been planned to the nth degree. Like, mm. when you hear a wrong sound effect, somebody has sat and listened to to 42 different wrong sound effects to get to that sound effect yes. that they think is the right sound effect. Like, so it's kind of, it's, I mean, from, from a positive point of view, it's so hard to get a show commissioned. There are so many shows that get, that get pitched and then some of them make a pilot and then only such a small percentage get made. So mm. partly you have to go, it is amazing that we have had a show that we have developed and that we have that we've made and this has kind of been on TV, that's amazing. Yeah. But then the other part of you goes, Oh, but 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 he but he didn't land for whatever reason, and there are so many reasons yes. that things don't land. It, you know, sort of the scheduling of something, the promotion mm. of something that that a channel has tried to put a, a show against another show, and therefore that suffered. And you know, some of it is just you learn more from shows that don't work than the ones that do. Yeah, and you kind of come away and go, oh, so maybe people don't want. A, a really difficult memory challenge yes. at, at eight o'clock. Maybe they've not got the concentration to mm. go on a full journey with you when you when you when you're watching it. And you go, this is amazing. So you know, it's kind of it is really tough because you've lived and breathed it, and you've sat in the edit with it, and you then sit and you look at Twitter and people <laughs> people are tearing it to pieces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean. And you sort of go, oh god, this is my life, and I've not seen my friends. Five months. Oh, it's harsh, isn't it? Well, also, I suppose, does the Twitter reaction, I mean, because there is now a sort of immediate reaction, which mm. do, do you think that means that things don't get the chance to grow if they're immediately unpopular? Is that it now? I, I think it depends what... I think there's a, there's a lot of politics at channels of why things get, you know, other series. And really, it's viewing figures. It's, it's sort of amazing. You sort of do send positive things through to your channel and go, oh, look, people love this. And they're like, oh, wow, that's nice. It's not, that's not really the consideration. Obviously, mm. it's what you as a programme making are looking at because it's so personal. But I don't mm. think, I think there's a lot of reasons why things get other series. And sometimes there might be something that you did 
like seven years ago and then it's on a show now and it works really well and you just go do you know what it wasn't that time it wouldn't have worked seven years ago yeah it wasn't that tone like quite a lot of its tone like Mm. actually if we skewed the question slightly more like this or made it like that it might have worked so sometimes it can be really slight why something doesn't work yeah and but you know you can have a great time making something and it just doesn't land and you go well, no, clearly I don't because I'm still sort of going over it and going, it's heartbreaking. No. <laughs> Wake up in the night. You oh, should be more. We've all, yeah, we've all had those, the ones that got away or, you know. Lucy's developing her own format. Yes. It's, it's still Amazing. very much... It's, it's still very much finding things that people there. like and putting them together. I think it's and the nearly format's there, not Tamara, quite... it's nearly there. I, but basically, the starting point was, what do people like and how can mm-hmm. we incorporate that into quiz? And people like baking and they like uh, Strictly Come Dancing. So yep. my show is Cakey Cakey Dance Off, where um, people, there's some questions, possibly in cakes, and then people dance. I mean, that's all I've got so far. <laughs> it's I, solid. Never, have, you got, have you got talent attached? Um, it's just me at the moment. <laughs> I'm sort of going to host oh, it, do the talent. baking, do the dancing, all of that. It's just all, it's just me. I don't even know if we'll have contestants. I think it might just be a one-woman <laughs> sort of performance art piece. Wow, um, and, and what channel are you thinking? All of them. All of them. It's going to be a oh, similar like party political broadcast. Yes, all channels will be jammed. <laughs> to uh, yeah, wow. you, You're asking some very pertinent questions here yeah. tomorrow none of which yeah. I have an answer not thought to, through yet but um what, what do you think is the most important thing to go for first should I go for time of day talent or um um something Plot else format points <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's so much I, to I, work on what do you think is the first thing I, I just think you should get a taste of tape I yeah. think that's what it is I right. think you just cut together lots of really amazing images with some <laughs> really atmospheric music and then yeah. send it yeah. out with some cake Absolutely. Yeah. There we go. Absolutely. Yeah. Would, I, I th- yeah, absolutely. Would you I like some of the cake, Tamara? Would that? You know. <laughs> Tamara, thank you so much for um, just your wisdom and your encouragement. Uh, it's been absolutely lovely to talk positive. to you. Yeah. And please, Aww. yeah, keep on making all the wonderful quiz shows because it is absolutely. So I'm so delighted there's so much good quizzing on TV at the moment. Like you say, that tea time where I can do one on catch-up and one live of The Chase and Pointless is my absolute dream. So thank you so much. We're in rude health. OK, it's time for your quiz syllabus. Right, OK. Now, historical. Back to school, Tudor yep. history. Good. Tudors. Good. Henry's. There's some Henry's in there. Very possibly. OK. That's Fire away. Let's just start. Let's just we'll go. Just start. So who was the first Tudor king? I knew you were going to ask me that. Who was the first Tudor king? Oh, uh, Richard. No. No, okay. It wasn't. It was so uh, now, right. Okay. It was the one who won the War of the Roses, wasn't it? Yeah. So defeated Richard III. Richard III. Bosworth. So he was Henry IV. Third, fifth, 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 sixth, seventh, eighth, Henry seventh, seventh. Henry VII. <laughs> It was a Henry. Yeah, Henry yes. the Seventh. Can Henry we just seventh. cut that, Amanda, to uh, me saying... <laughs> just cut straight to me saying Henry the Seventh. Of course, you should know that from Blackadder 1. Oh, yes, of course I should. Piece well, of well just from life. Was, uh, yes, he was, yeah. Wonderful. How old was Henry the Eighth when he acceded to the throne? Oh. It's 1509. OK. Uh, very long reign. Very long reign. He was around for quite a while. Quite a while. Um, was he, like, 12... No, a bit older than that. 16. 18. 18, okay. he was 18. Right. Oh, well. But he, he he wasn't the heir to the throne, was he? No, he Who wasn't. Was? 
met another guy. Mm. Um, oh no! I mean, it's what's d- his brother's name? Edward. Arthur. <laughs> oh no, Arthur. 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 He was also married to. Uh, who was also married to the first wife, who was, do not tell me, it was a Catherine. It was one of the Catherines. So Catherine Parr was the last one. Catherine of Aragon was in the middle. Catherine Howard. No, Catherine... Catherine of Aragon. Catherine of Aragon. Yeah. Where was a Catherine? Oh. Oh. I'm going to stick some horrible histories on for you. Just yeah, I know. I mean, I'm... Which, which of Henry VIII's wives... Now. Which of Henry yeah. VIII's wives was the only one to bear him a legitimate son? That was Jane Seymour. It was. Who was not in Dr. Quinn Medicine. <laughs> no, you always have to say that. Yes. Everyone has to say that. So, he, he did like some beheading. Yeah. Henry VIII. So, who was Henry VIII's chief minister from 1532 to 1540? Who he then beheaded? Cromwell. It was Thomas Cromwell. Thomas Cromwell. I would have accepted Mark Rylance. Yes. <laughs> I would always accept Mark Rylance. Yes. Yeah. He was the son of a blacksmith from Putney. And he rose to the top and then he had his top cut off. Mm. Watch Wolf Hall for further details. Yes. Yes. Well, I'll read it. If you, no. <laughs> if you Who's fancy. got time to read? Go on, fancy <laughs> Jenny with a book, book It is a very good book. Yeah, right. Which monarch, we talk with more executions, because that's basically all you get with, yes. with Tudors. Mary. Um, Go on. She just executed a lot of people, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. Who signed the death warrant of Lady Jane Grey? Yeah, Mary. It was Queen Mary. Queen Mary, yeah. She was, yeah. I mean, you know, Bloody Mary, that's all I know. So mm. if you're going to say executed, I'm going to say Mary. Well, she, they called her Bloody Mary, but she liked burning people, didn't she? Protestants. Yeah. Principally. Who was beheaded in 1587 at Fotheringay Castle? Ooh, 1587. It was in Northamptonshire, by the way. Well, that's going to help. Um, was it like someone, so someone famous, <laughs> clearly, uh, a Francis Drake or a Walter Raleigh? Or no, a, no, 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 no. Okay, no. looking at me like, um, oh, one of the wives of, no, when was it again? 1587. 1587, mm. oh my gosh. Um, who was beheaded around then? 1587. I don't know. Mary Queen of Scots. Oh, of course she was. Come on. Oh, of course she you was. Gotta know your beheadings. Yeah, I know. Your regal beheadings. Do you know that was really disappointing? Of all the ones that we've done, yeah. I really thought that I was. I think I just panic. Yeah. And all the all the years sound the same, and I just don't. That's really, yeah. I just don't know. We can who revisit this. Yeah, well, we let's. We can revisit. We'll consolidate. We'll come back to a bit oh, more history. I'd love to do that. I'd love to have a second ch- chop of the axe. <laughs> second chop of the Tudor axe. Would Executions, be especially such. I will execute it better next time. I promise. You will. Right, let's wrap up with. Uh, I have to say, I've enjoyed very much talking to Tamara all about game shows, talking to Paul about 15 to 1. I think the thing I've probably most enjoyed uh, was learning about Shafted with Robert Kilroy. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm going to now that's go That's your and evenings viewing absolutely sorted. Absolutely going to go and dig you, that you one will, out. You will never forget the sound of Robert Kilroy Silk saying. Shaft <laughs> that will live it on, it will haunt your it, dreams. It, it definitely will. In fact, well, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna have Robert Kilroy Silk in one hand and then uh Wolf Hall in the other, yes. And prepare my life will be complete for the revisiting of Tudors. I will, which you that's you've disappointed, yeah. All right, it? let's move on. Uh, but yes, I tell you who didn't disappoint us was Nick Tozer oh. with his brilliant quiz with the theme, he's How raised clever. the bar. 
He's raised the bar for fingers on buzzers. So uh, thank you very much, Nick. Thank you all of you for listening and everyone who took part. Uh, thanks to our producer, Amanda. Never gets a thank you. Oh, just what? thought, you know, you were oh. particularly good this week. So I thought I'll give you a nice big Shock thank face. you just to encourage you. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. That's fingers on buzzers. Bye. Fingers on buzzers starred Lucy Potter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingers on buzzers and tweet at Fingers Buzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.